This is Give Me Some Truth, a podcast from Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. Give Me Some Truth is dedicated to providing an accessible and authentic view into the financial services industry, as well as current events and investment concepts that you can apply in your day-to-day life. You gotta leave your money behind you. Raise your hand Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. This is Jonathan Jordan here. I'm with Mitch DeWitt and Nate Condon. We've got uh, some exciting things to talk to you about today, and we're going to be talking about a trip that we recently took out to San Diego. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> but but first, Nate, did you call? Do you have a motion to call this podcast to order? We did talk about potentially like implementing Im- implementing more pol- parliamentary procedures on the uh, um, kind of the, what we've all witnessed recently in Congress being uh, you know prime time television and some of the hearings and whatnot. We might start to implement more of that. So I'm going to bring this podcast into order. If I can get a motion to second, please. Second. All right, we're, we're, I think we're done doing that. Yeah, favor. That's, that's all not favor. We are all this is favor. not me. Yeah. It's, <laughs> all right. We tried it. Okay. There. It shows that we're flexible and as advisors. We tried it. It's okay. Motion to not do that anymore ever again. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. We're done there. <laughs> so yeah, we had we had uh, the opportunity a few weeks ago to go out as a firm, um, Mitch, myself, uh, Nate, and Clint, and spend some time together uh you know at a conference that TD Ameritrade hosted and this conference is attended by thousands of people i think there was probably at least you know 4 or 5000 people there and these are all independent and or fee only financial advisors that utilize TD Ameritrade and the purpose of the conference was really to give advisors an opportunity to listen to some great speakers to hear about some industry trends and to also meet with and learn about some of the products that are out there that we can utilize to help advance and and um, strengthen our client experience, which we, we think is the most important thing that we have here at Wagner Condon. So I know it was my first time out in San Diego. Uh, Mitch, how about you? Have you, you been there before? I have, but the first time I was out there was for a wrestling camp. And this, there's a long story behind that, but I got into some trouble. So my dad decided to send me to a, a very intense wrestling camp as a punishment. So instead I was doing push-ups into the waves on the beach and waking up at 5:30 in the morning to go for several mile runs on the beach and it wasn't the uh the relaxing San Diego that others might might view it as. I think it goes without saying, John, that we're absolutely coming back to that story at some point in terms of what trouble he got into would, and what yeah, made it so that he gets that halfway later. across the country. <laughs> That's not flying under the radar right there. That's, he's no way he's sliding that under, and we're not coming back to that. There will be a whole podcast dedicated to that one. Well, I know uh, for me, I, I did feel, though, when we got out there and I had the opportunity to just take a walk around the city. I mean, it was beautiful, um, a lot warmer than here, although it was only about 60, 65 degrees when we were out there. But uh, I felt like I had been there before. And, you know, as I would, would walk down and, and see the, the beach and think about, playing sand volleyball or maybe riding my motorcycle along you know the the bay there and and then i realized i was just it was just a dream from all the times i've watched top gun and and th- that was when i realized it's like i've seen that movie a lot and I well you've played like that I, character you for halloween you you dressed up as uh ice man you were ice <laughs> <laughs> You can be my wingman any day, Maverick. <laughs> wow, that's so, great. But, but it, was, it, was great. it was a great experience. And we got out there and, you know, we got to our Airbnb and we had some time to spend together as a, as a firm. And, 
and you know walk down to the Seven Eleven and get some food and do all the things that guys do when you get out there to uh, to, beef to something jerky. like that beef jerky yeah all the different hot flavors of it mm-hmm. we could do a whole podcast on that <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no we we got a chance and, and when the con- when the uh, conference kicked off I know that it. I've been to a lot of conferences in my career, whether in financial advising or or other roles, but this one was unique in the sense that the number one thing about it wasn't like I was working for the company that was hosting the conference. Everybody there was there to support what we were doing and for us to be be able to choose the different seminars or breakout sessions we could go to. And it really was about development and, and learning and trying to improve our process. And so I know that we wanted to t- touch on a few things that we did out there and also some fun things that we did as well. So, you know, Mitch, what was your what was your favorite key takeaway? I know you said this was probably your first industry conference. So, Yeah, it was, it was my first in financial services. So coming from engineering background, I've, I've been to trade shows or conferences in the past, and those are just very technical, very nitty-gritty. Sure, you can do some networking, but that's not really the name of the game in that industry. So this was was a show, right? And, and it was kind of cool because in theory, we're competitors with a lot of the people that attend the show, right? And everyone's really there to continue to improve their business, improve their practice, find efficiencies in their business. And the most important thing I would argue is enhance the, incli- the client experience. So for me, going there was really cool looking around, knowing that, okay, some of these people in theory we're competing with, right? We're all financial advisors. We all are fee-only registered investment advisors. But the way that everyone is there to just really focus on improving the client experience was was critical. And then one example that that came up was just the way that clients in the future might be looking to interact with their advisors. So one thing that was kind of interesting and I think caught me off guard a little bit was just the use of the use of voice through like Alexa or the Google Voice or the Siri, that sort of thing. So how does that in the future tie into financial services? How does that tie into how we are communicating and utilizing technology to potentially propose or, or not, not propose information, but be transparent on, on information that's going on with our clients. So that's something there's security issues potentially there. There's technical issues, but that was one thing that I had never thought of going into the conference that, yeah, that there is a link with this technology into future client interaction. Yeah, I think the, the virtual piece of it too was interesting. I mean, they had some some demos that you could do on um, even <clears throat> some of the glasses that you can put on and, and have a virtual um, kind of walkthrough, if you will, of your financial plan where you're kind of in, inside of it, and it, it really has a has a, a, a an effect that that I'd never really even seen before or been familiar with. So the the push in our industry of you know toward technology and toward um, you know the the kind of the, the, the cutting edge um, hardware that's now available, whether it be voice generator, whether it be um, you know virtual, or whether it be um, you know even even the uh, um, some of the people that we we heard from that have kind of ideas in terms of where the industry is potentially going, even with investments and things like that. It was it's it's pretty eye opening to to sit there and see it, and it's great because you you get out of your little fishbowl and you really can kind of see. Uh, that the industry is going in a positive direction, and for me, that was that was a big takeaway. And one of the other big takeaways was we uh, we heard from the the um, CEO from from TD Ameritrade, and um, they made a decision as a company that um, they they are not going to compete with 
uh, advisors that that choose TD Ameritrade as their custodian. And that's a, a huge, huge positive for us because there are other custodians that will remain nameless uh, that are actively competing with the advisory firms that are uh, choosing that custodian uh, for the same business. And TD Ameritrade said to us in no uncertain terms, and it was interesting because after it was said, um, at the conference, I, I saw a blurb come through on my phone. I can't remember if it was from uh, Business Insider or wherever it was, uh, that an, that a, a journalist wrote it up as well, that TD Ameritrade is now on the record, say they are not going to compete and they are a partner with us, not somebody that we are going to to have to battle. And, and just from a, from a pure um, integrity standpoint, if nothing else, that was uh, one of the, the, the louder applauses that I heard in the room when, uh, you know, when that was said to us in no uncertain terms. Well, and, and when it comes down to it, you know, this industry is changing and it's adapting to what it comes, what it comes down to is what is the client getting from the advice, from the expertise and making sure that it's done always in their best interest. And I think when you have change, when you have things that, you know, they're kind of, you know, peeling back the onion so you can see the different layers of what we do, you know, we're a full transparency, uh, full fiduciary firm. And that's where a lot of people are trying to catch up to. So there were quite a few out there that, that are, um, you know, fee-based and, and they have other conflicts of interest in there. But we, we know that how we want to be as a business. And I think as you see things change, one of the things that I thought, you know, we got out there and, you know, back maybe even seven, six, seven years ago, you know, we would have landed on that airplane and we would have taken a taxi to get over to, uh, you know, a hotel. John, how many taxes did we take on this trip? Well, we didn't take many, and that's where I was kind of going with it is, is that, that things change, and you start to see things change for the better, but there are, there are you know, sometimes bumps along the way. You know, I thought we, we actually hailed an Uber and took it to our Airbnb where we were able to stay at, at a place that we all had our own bedroom and, you know, it was kind of collectively one spot with a kitchen and um, taking that Uber. But then we walked out of that, uh, that Airbnb and realized we had a mile, you know, walk to get over to the conference center. And, you know, that mile walk, you know, we could have walked it or we could have Ubered it or even taken the old taxi or we could even take a rickshaw for that matter, which... Uh, which we did at one point, which was a bad idea, but was, okay, that's fine. Yeah, we, 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 did, we, did, a, you know, we did one of those, but, but we found these green scooters and they actually is pretty innovative. You talk about technology advanced, but they've got GPS on them and you download an app and scan the barcode in it and it starts your scooter up. It actually, you know, tracks how far you go and how long you're on it and then gives you a, a you know, a, a charge at the end. And, and then I it's think, a carbon-free ride as Yeah, well. it's a carbon-free ride. So, but, but we took those scooters and boy, was that fun. And then we get to the end and the total cost between all of us was less than half of what an Uber would have been. And we got to have fun and get down there. I, I do know, though, that sometimes technology can be great. And at the same time, a lot of people around San Diego and other cities that have these Lime scooters, and I think there's another another brand as well, uh, another company that competes against them, but um, they, they, they're not always big fans of them. And you can get yourself in trouble if you have your hands on the handlebars, but you don't have your GPS and you don't know your way around the city, and you might just end up halfway across San Diego before you realize where you are. Is that right, Mitch? Yes, and I have my GPS tracking, because I still have the, the Lime app on my phone, and I thought east was, was north. 
because I knew our Airbnb was north of the conference center, but I took off east, and east is not north. And north. understand, this is hypothetical. We're it's, not saying we're anybody not saying did anybody, this. We're not saying that this We're not saying anybody this did this, happened. but would it be a correct statement or an incorrect statement to say you were almost in Palm Springs? <laughs> when he saw the sign for Vegas. No comment. When you realized that your Lime scooter had taken you pretty much to the outskirts of San Diego. So... Um, but, but, but it was a great experience, you know. But that's the innovation that we're seeing. You see it in different businesses, and in our business, there's innovations, and that's really what this conference was about. Was about us seeing where those innovations are and how things are changing. You know, we're we're a technology based firm here. We don't have a lot of paperwork. We're able to adapt to the changing needs and desires of how our clients want us to interact with them. Um, right. So, so so related to that, we talked about yeah the TD Ameritrade, you know, C-level suite spoke, and there's a bunch of other investment advisors there. But then there's also a lot of vendors and potential vendors that, from the technology perspective, can help enhance your, the client experience, right? And we talked to, for those of you clients that are out there, we've got Right Capital, we use Blue Leaf, and some of these things sound familiar. So for us, we can interact with their teams and figure out, well, what's the, the product roadmap look like? So for example, Right Capital's app on your phone, a number of our clients are using that, but how can we have our clients better use the Right Capital app? How is it going to enhance over time? Because right now it's kind of a snapshot, but in the future we're wondering how can people take their financial plan, look at it from the app, and not only see what it projects, but also once we start toggling things, you know, if, if I work long, longer, work less, spend more, spend less, how does that affect the plan? So some of those are the kind of questions that we think and based on what we're hearing from our clients that they care about. And it helps us to have that direct interaction with the vendors themselves. Yeah, we had um, conversations with uh, literally every tech company that, that, that we work with that um, clients are aware of and not. I mean, we had conversations with uh, Right Capital and Riskalyze and, um, you know, the, the Blue Leaf people that were there as well. They, they kind of gave us some, some insight and that one was um, good for us because we're, we're expecting, frankly, a little bit more out of Blue Leaf than what we've gotten to this point. And I think, you know, with the conversation that we had with them, hopefully they've, they've got that kind of moving in the right direction and, and we should see some improvements there. Um, and it's important to also understand that, you know, we've purchased a lot of our technology packages at this conference. We bought Riskalyze. We bought our CRM system that we use here in the office, Wealthbox, um, Right Capital. You know, we found out, you know, at, at a previous TD Ameritrade conference. And we kicked the tires on a lot of new technology packages when we were out there. Uh, I don't know that we're ready to pull the trigger on any of them um, immediately, but we definitely kicked the tires on a lot of different tech packages. So be aware that 2019 may be a year where, uh, some tech packages are changed. Um, we're not guaranteeing that. We're not saying that's going to happen for sure. Um, but we are down the path with uh, with a couple different ideas and some companies that we that we saw. And um, our litmus test is and always will be and and always has been. Um, does this make the experience for our clients better? Does this more efficiently, e- more easily, more um, enjoyably get them to their work optional lifestyle. Okay. You know, does, does this tech package enhance our proprietary gap process that we use within the office? I mean, all of these things are, are the, the questions that we ask ourselves when we talk to the, um, you know, the people that are showing us a new software system, because obviously everything looks like a shiny new toy when we're out there. And so when we step away from the, the five minute demo and we say, okay, does this enhance our client experience? 
does this get our clients more efficiently and, and effectively to their work optional lifestyle? Does it improve our gap process? If it does, then we take a look at it. If it doesn't, we realize it's a shiny new object. We need to leave it alone. We walk away and we, we look at the next shiny new object. So that's what we do when we're out there. And it's not just tech packages, it's investment products, it's investment programs, it's um, all the things that you might think of that, that help us run our business and make our clients um, make their experience what, what we want it to be. And that's that's honestly the main reason that we go out there is that and what John um, kind of illustrated, which is the camaraderie and the uh, the connection that we can make not only with the team members that we have in our firm, but also the connections that we can make with other TD Ameritrade people and other uh, professionals in the industry. And one challenge that we found too is that a lot of these software packages are starting to have overlap. So for example, there's some some pretty light planning tools in Riskalyze. And a lot of you listening have taken a Riskalyze questionnaire and we manage your money according to the risk that is identified by the software, right? And by the way, if you if you haven't done that for those that maybe are not clients, feel free to reach out and we'd love to have a discussion. But there's overlap in some of these software packages, right? And for us as a firm, we need to figure out, all right, are we most efficiently using the capital that we have and deploying it towards the software where there's going to be little overlap between different software packages that our clients interact with? And that's something, Nate, that, that we've struggle with a little bit because these tools are getting so robust that mm-hmm. we need to find the best one at the specific task that we are out to try to solve or to try to do better. Well, yeah, integration is is um, uh, a huge word in our office because we want our systems to integrate as much as possible because we think it makes it for the best client experience. But but Mitch is right. In, in the uh, idea of integration, a lot of these companies are overlapping, which then makes it challenge that you're not paying for something that you already get with a different product. Well, and, and also too, I mean, we talk about um, innovation or, you know, how, how do you like change things up to give yourself a better opportunity? For me, I mean, I, I had such a great time out there, but some of it was in the camaraderie, but, but I can, I can blend it into you and tell you, you know, Mitch, when we went in there and we shot Papa shot at that bar that we found where there was, um, you know, what was it like a restaurant bar, but they also had a bunch of games and it was an arcade. Yeah, it was arcade. arcade. It was like, like an adult yeah, arcade, was it not? Arcade. Yeah, I remember um, just hearing you chirping a lot about these the little mini basketball hoops that you were going to just dominate on. But at the beginning, you were really struggling to even get to you know twenty points, and I was sitting up around like 50, I was struggling six. to get to twelve I mean, was, at the beginning. <laughs> but, but like but, anything, with practice and well, time and dedication, and I can improve. Realizing if you take a few balls from the booth next to you and add it to yours, <laughs> you got more opportunities. You just start throwing them up there it's like you saw your scores improve and and then i loved how we took it over to ski ball and it was like you know you were you were going for the 30s and the 40s in the middle and then you realized when i was busting the hundreds in the corner <laughs> you only got to hit three of the nine you know and next thing you know you're up around 300 points and then you you came back and i think you started putting up higher scores and so i, I if you when we adjust and we get better and we see opportunities you know take a little bit of risk and in some other ways you may be um, give yourself a better opportunity for success. But I know that we had a blast when we were competing. I mean, I think we were all breaking a sweat. We were we were having so much fun. Yeah, John and Mitch went to a, a kind of a cool – it's not a breakout session necessarily. It was a kind of an after-hours happy hour that was hosted by uh, um, by one of the companies that we're, we do business with. And uh, I, I wasn't there, so I can't speak to it. But from the, the stories that we heard from it, uh, it sounded like there was sweat. It sounded like there was competition, and it definitely sounded like somebody won and somebody lost. No, it was fun. But I think in the end, they both won, and, and Clint and I went to a different function that night, and we really tried to to make a concerted effort as a team to to not do everything with all four of us because we wanted to spread our our uh, uh, our energies as much as we could and, and get as much out of it as we could. And I think that at the end of the day, 
um, we really we're happy that we went and um, we're, we're going to be implementing some of the things um, that, that we took from the, the conference. And some of those things you might see uh, as a client, some of them you might not because uh, some of them are behind the scenes things that we're going to implement as well. Um, but this will not be the last TD conference that we go to. They go every other year. They go uh, to San Diego and then they, in the off years they go to Orlando. Uh, we go every other year because we, we think it's a little bit too much to go every year. Uh, so we'll continue to go every other year to the San Diego, um, the San Diego offering. And, um, and rest assured that we look at it in the impact that it has on our clients. And we're not, we're not blind to the fact that we're out of the office for that period of time and it does affect our clients. And so we weigh that in with the decision to go. But at the end of the day, we feel that the opportunity to, enhance our client experience from what we gather from that conference is what is worth the time to go out there. So uh, we appreciate everybody's understanding and, and uh, the fact that we were out of the office for that period of time, um, but we're really happy that we did it. And um, I think in the end, it's uh, it, it's a great positive. Yeah. And there was, you know, just spending time there, there was so many things to just uh, for all of us personally to be able to have that little bit of a break. I know I went for a walk down by the, uh, the Navy, um, you know, area and they had, they had a, the U S said, USS Midway there, which is an aircraft carrier that served uh, after World War II and, uh, and, and has been retired and is now a museum. It's, it, it's just amazing to see the size of that thing and, and to realize that as we were down there, um, uh, right across the bay is where the Navy SEALs train. And, you know, Mitch and I found our way onto a whale watching tour, which was a really cool experience, but we see, you know, Navy helicopters flying over us that are carrying Navy SEALs and doing their training just realizing you know we're, we're out there um because we want to be better at our jobs but you know we live in a great country we're protected by some great americans and soldiers that that really serve us well and that for me personally i mean that's that's always going to sit with me from that trip you know i may forget some of the things i learned about some of these companies or um you know that the, I, I heard a great speech by a guy who served as a u.s navy seal he talked about uh you know just how the transitions that he had to go through and the and the where he got taken in his life. But, but I'll always remember the feeling of, of seeing the size of that ship and understanding what it must have been like for sailors to come back after being out at war and uh, come back right into that, uh, into that uh, naval yard and, and get off the boat and see their families. So it was a great experience all the way around. Yeah, we, we talk, and in, in I recently wrote a blog post on recharging your batteries and how important that is uh, and how important we think it is in the office for for not only ourselves, but for our clients. And that, that's one of the things that we looked at was, you know, this, this was a way for all of us to kind of recharge our batteries and make sure that we, that we were at full power when we were uh, going into the, into the spring and, and um, having the, the client interactions that we'll have over the next few months. So uh, again, it was a great, a great trip out there. Please bend our ear the next time you're in the office because we can share more in detail of, of what we saw when we were out there. Uh, but we will uh, be back with another episode of Give Me Some Truth in the near future. If you found this to be valuable and you think uh, other people in your, in your life would benefit from it, please share this podcast with them as well. you got to leave your money behind you. Raise your hand to the sky. Silence. 
Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and Mitch DeWitt are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments that guests make should be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.